This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Are you going to do an intro to the damn show? I don't know. I was just thinking. <laughs> should, should I do an intro? I mean, I, I figured I should probably give some kind of... Um, Structurized thing? Yeah. But, I mean, do you want to talk anything? I haven't seen wrestling? wrestling this week. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, honestly, you're probably better off. I mean, I guess I saw the ending of Raw because it was on, like, Social media or whatever, Facebook, I guess. What was the with, ending? Uh, oh yeah, the ring. With the ring or whatever. Yeah, did, which seemed cool, and it seems like everybody's like behind Strowman, but. You know, my only problem with the ring thing is that they do it too much. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. You got and Brock. Yeah, but I mean, it was cool. This is the first time I remember. I remember it collapsing the way it's collapsed. Yeah, and the referee bump the hell out and yeah. the, the, but the cooler thing than that is cooler word if not i'm gonna use it anyway <laughs> the steps on the far side of the hard camera they flipped up and flipped off too yeah oh yeah and so i i mean it just added that we've seen it before but it's still different type vibe yeah, to I it. Mean, the when it happened live um it looked like the ref took like a massive header mm-hmm. off the back of his head. Then they showed the replay, the first one, and you can tell that the referee was going and he was holding on the rope because mm-hmm. he knew, you know, obviously he knew it was coming. No. Yeah, I know. But, uh, <laughs> but still, he fell out and it looked like he braced himself a little bit better. But then they showed it again from the other side and it's still, man, it looked like he smacked the back of his head on that ground. Yeah. You know? Yep. But that was crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't... I don't know. I mean, for me, Strowman and and Big Show, I'm not that interested. Uh, See, uh, I think I'm I'm just Strowman. So, you know, uh, he's impressed me more than just coming out and squashing people and whatever. You know what I'm saying? Even back right. to the big show and him first match, even, you know, and he did the kip up and yeah. I mean, of course they were both big sweaty fucking messes, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, for a big guy, he can move. I'm not saying he's like a bam, bam, Bigelow or whatever, but no, I, I completely agree with you. But for me, my whole issue is it doesn't seem like at this point the Big Show, even though he is this giant guy, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like a credible threat. Yeah. Yeah. At, at at this juncture, I would agree. You know, so it kind of going in, it doesn't really feel like he's got a chance in a way. Right. Yeah. So, but, oh, well, I mean, I, you know, I, I think Strowman is... I'm enjoying watching his progression mm-hmm. because, you know, when he first started and he, you know, when he came in with Bray, yeah. he was just the big guy who kind of stood in the back and like did a couple big man moves and that was it. Yeah. The enforcer type. 
and then you know then he started squashing you know enhancement guys mm-hmm. and you're like well okay you know hopefully you can beat a guy that's four foot eight right know, and has, has and no, no lower jaw yeah, yeah. <laughs> my fear is is that they will wait on him until we don't want him over anymore like the roman reigns syndrome type thing mm. does that make sense yeah but I, if you think about it like pre stuff this is the same like same attitude feeling whatever like roman was getting right and then they just waited too long and then now it's like like faith was valiant it's fucking pushed down our throats you know yeah. yeah so I mean, that's I, my only fear is that I hope they I hope they don't. Yeah, I mean it seems like they're doing a better job. It's the same thing with Baron Corbin. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't know, did you see you didn't see SmackDown, but did you read results or anything? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. The the way he lost the match, mm-hmm. you know, getting counted out instead of, you know, taking the pin in the middle of the right. ring. Right. It's still you know, he still looks strong. I mean the match mm-hmm. was good. You know, I mean, AJ's going to have a good match with anybody, but right. I mean, Corbin doesn't look out of place. Right. Which is. And, and that was back from when they had their first, what, what was it, three way? Yeah. 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 I mean, he, Corbin's another one that when he first came in, you're like, all right, you know, he's not bad, but is he, is he great? I don't know. Right. But right. I mean, the last, I don't know, last four or five months, he's really impressed me with what he's been doing. Yeah. He's turned it on. Yeah. Um, so I thought it would be fun because we're kind of going in a different direction with the show a little to do a 21 questions with you. And if you stay tuned after the music, I will do it with Mike as well. Uh, you're going to play music in between. Well, I mean, I got to do something, right? Well, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it won't be music. Maybe I'll just, um... (laughs) you'll just talk. (laughs) Yeah. You'll just Otunga it up. I'll just sing. <laughs> you think you know me. You think you know me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I've got 21 questions for you, Ronnie. All right. And I got 21 smart-ass answers for you. Well, some of them I think you definitely will have smart-ass answers for me. Okay. Some of them I don't think it's possible. All right. Okay, first question. Why are you such a smart ass? <laughs> no, right no, damn it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's it. I'm done. First question. What was the first wrestling match that you remember that that wasn't just you were watching wrestling, but it's the first match that you remember seeing that made you think, "Wow, I really like this." Hmm. Man, um, I know it's going to be a controversial answer. Uh-oh. I can tell you who it was, but I can't really tell you specifically what <laughs> the match was, or when or whatever. It was Bill Goldberg beating Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, at- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at WrestleMania. Um, it was Superfly. Okay, and um, you know how he would. 
uh, load up to do his chop or his double chops. Yep. And it was just like the theatrics of that part of it. And then like um, even when he would whip somebody into the ropes and he'd do like the snap uh, snap body slam. Mm-hmm. It was just like crisp and stuff and I, I was just in awe of it. And then of him as a character because, you know, he was the crazy guy before it was cool to be crazy, I guess, you know, or the daredevil, I right. should say. Yeah, I mean, he he kind of did stuff that not a lot of other people did. Right. Um, I guess that also might answer question number two. Who was the first wrestler that you really got into? Um... No, that's going to be different, actually. Harley Race would be the first wrestler that I actually mm-hmm. got into. Um, I mean, without without Hogan, you know what I mean? Right. The I would say it was Harley Race, just because he was arrogant and the showman and had to do everything prim and proper style, and he had his mutton chops, you know? Yep. And um, he'd get mad and headbutt the hell out of people <laughs> so it was kind of like one of those back then he was that that mix of he was i don't want to say the good guy like in your good good guy like baby face term but like he was the prim and proper guy i guess right but then if he got backed into the corner then he can be like do anything to win or you know all all bets were off type stuff of what he would do I hear you. What would be your earliest memory of getting just completely angry at another wrestler or at a wrestler over something that they did? Um, probably. It was probably a Saturday night's main event with uh, Ted DiBiase. Hmm. Not when he kicked the basketball from the kid. No, no, not not like that. But like, uh, just like the screw job stuff that he did oh. um, for Hogan. You know what I mean? And because he was that heel, you know, he was the red hot heel back then. So, uh, I mean, that's. I'm sure I got mad, mad before that, but that's like the one that stands out. Stands out, yeah. What is your favorite theme song? My th- my favorite wrestler theme song? Yes. Hmm. Like of uh, of all eras, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, everything. Hmm. You know, uh, man, there's a lot actually. Now that I'm that, now that you brought that question up, and I'm thinking about it. But I'm going to have to probably say that I could listen to it as just a regular song, like on my flash drive in the car, would probably be Never Gonna Stop by Rob Zombie, which was Edge's. Right. But, I mean, there's great ones like American or the Real American, you know. And, yeah, man, Rick Derringer. Yeah. And then you had even Superfly's music was cool, you know. 
because yep. he had the soup, soup, super flaw. <laughs> <laughs> and then I and I loved LOD's music, you know, where he had Hawk screaming at the beginning of it. And yeah. then I don't know. There's just a lot of them, but I would say, like, if I could put it on, that would probably be it. The Rob Zombie one. Okay. What entrance for a wrestler gets you the most pumped up? Now or ever? This is encompassing everything. I well, for me, I mean, that's kind of. I'm guessing it's the glass breaking. Yeah, I would say as soon as you hear that glass break, uh, you know, I get like goosebumps or whatever and i knew as jr would say business was about to pick up yeah i figured as much <laughs> um what is your favorite finishing move ah oh, that's a good one i want to give you two i'm going to give you an old school one and then i'll give you a newer one okay old school one was Jake's DDT. Yep. That would have been my pick. Um, because, man, when he grabbed it, and it was just the even flow of it, and, yeah. I mean, it really looked like he rammed that dude's head into the mat. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, now, DDTs now, they kind of do the top of the head and flip over. Right. Like, back then, he just went face first right into the canvas. Fantastic. <laughs> yep. I agree. Uh, now, I would probably say... Uh, I'm not going to pick the stunner, because that's easy. Man, I, I would almost say that it would be uh, Sister Abigail. Okay. Of, uh, of like WWE, I would say. Right, just just because it's different. I could see, you know, that. Um, not. I mean, it's not very effective, like the RKO or the Diamond Cutter, where you know it, it could be an instantaneous type thing. Huh? You see, I caught myself, and I didn't say out of nowhere. <laughs> you caught yourself out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would say probably Sister Abigail. Okay. Isn't that what it's called? Yeah. yeah I think okay. that's what they call it. Yeah. Um, what Bray is your, White or whatever. What is your least favorite finisher? Dirty Deeds. That was easy, I guess. Yeah, that, that was easy because <laughs> probably he's my least favorite wrestler right now besides mm. the unanimous decisions. But it just – maybe if somebody else did it. <laughs> no, and, and I'm not saying that to like pick on Ambrose, but I'm saying like – Say Sami Zayn did it, right? I think it would be more crisper and uh, intentional. But like, it just seems like when Ambrose does it, he pauses for a minute. I guess kind of like the pedigree, okay. where he pauses for a minute and then instead of like slamming down, he just like falls back. Okay. But is there a move? That no matter how many times you see it happen, you still kind of cringe. Uh, probably the like the moonsault. Okay. 
And I mean, like Charlotte does it to a perfection, right? We've talked about that in past episodes. But, you know, there was that one time where Brock yeah. didn't. <laughs> and so, like, each time, like, when I see him and and then I see them start to go backward, I'm like, uh, are they going to do it? Are they not going to do it? You know, are they yeah. going to fully rotate? A cringe like that way or cringe yeah, like no, no. they hit it like, okay. No, no, no. Like, for, for me, I would say Jeff Hardy Swanton. Because there are times when he doesn't get over mm-hmm. until that last possible second, and you're just right. like, oh, this is the time he's going to break his neck. Yeah, right. You know? Kind of like at WrestleMania 33 onto Cesaro. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, I can't even tell you. I, I mean, I couldn't even count how many times, you know, back, you know, during the Attitude Era when they were in a match, and he's and you're like – He's still upside down. He's still upside. There's no. He does not yeah, have right. enough time to rotate this, and he would still. I mean, he'd still pull it off. But every time, I just remember my friends and I sitting there, like, "Oh my god, what's going to happen?" Um, yeah. What is your favorite gimmick match? What question? What number is that? This is number nine. All right. I gotta keep you on, keep you honest now. Because you might end up with thirty-two questions. No, I got twenty-one. I, got, <laughs> I even numbered them. Um, gimmick matches. And I mean, this, this counts as anything. I mean, I'll even count like the Royal Rumble in with, you know, with, uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, is a TLC match count? Yeah. Just because I think that's when crazy stuff happens. Right. And, and not just, uh, uh see, and, it was a great match this past one at WrestleMania, but I mean, it's, I guess it's like, we always hear like, you know, you've seen one TLC match and then the next one's like, well, how do we up the Annie type thing? Right. And there wasn't really a lot of high spots or whatnot from anyone not named Hardy. Well, I mean, they did, they did a couple, you know, like, Enzo and Gallows, I think, fell off the ladder or whatever. But right. like previous ladder matches, like WrestleMania ladder match last year, was crazy, crazy, you know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think. Well, maybe you can just classify it as a ladder match, really, because like the the Young Bucks and the Hardys ladder match at ROH the night before WrestleMania was freaking crazy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I look forward to those. With the Royal Rumble being a close second, just because of the surprise entrances. Right. Um, who was your favorite commentary team? My favorite commentary team. <sighs> That's harder than it should be, really. Yeah, I don't know if I could have come up with it. For one, with one answer for this, because I think Gorilla and Bobby Heenan were great. Yeah, and then you had, um, and he had, then he had Vince and Jesse, right? Yeah, and then, I mean, I don't think anybody now is that way. I mean, I even like Lawler and. 
and King at, in the Attitude Area Prime, you know, like calling the JR big matches. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, what did I say, the King and Lawler? Yeah. <laughs> so Jerry's doing both? <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, JR and Lawler, I would say. I mean, like, I didn't care for, like, the the pillow matches or the stupid matches like that when they did it, but right. like when they did rock and Austin or, you know, the undertaker and whoever, you know, and then I, I would say one of the best recently would be Morrow and Daniel Bryan on CWC. Yeah. But I would say probably, probably my all time favorite. I'd have to give it to gorilla and Heenan though. Respectable. Um, if you could put together any two or three man commentary team, who would it be? Of all time? All time. Oh man. I I mean I I have two that I would put immediately, and then I don't know who I could put as a third one. Well, Bobby Heenan's got to be there like immediately for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Because, uh, and then, ah, man, I don't know, um, man, that's hard. I would say, I would say, ah, <laughs> cause see, and that, and that's like, the other question is, I'd like it where Heenan would go off and then Gorilla would be like, oh, would you stop, you know, right. and like put it back. So I would have to have somebody to like put him in check every once in a while. Right. Which maybe would be JR, that, I guess. Those were the two that I would put together. And then after that, there's so many others I'd want to include. I don't even know if I could do it. Yeah. But this is your interview, so you need to give me an answer. <laughs> Uh, you know, honestly, it might not be the most popular answer, but Corey Graves? I would say Corey Graves. Yeah. Because I think Heenan would be the, of course you had Jr. would be the modern gorilla, right? Right. To keep him in check. But then you had Heenan who would just go crazy over the top on stuff. And then you would have Corey that would balance it out and like get those snide comments in without going over the top. You know what I mean? Yep. Good answer. What is your favorite big four pay-per-view? My favorite big four pay-per-view? The the one you look forward to the most. (sighs) The one I looked forward to the most when I was growing up was survivor series until they stopped doing the traditional survivor series teams. Okay. Now I would have to say it would probably be WrestleMania just because it's like the granddaddy of them all, like the spectacle of it, even though like this year, was, a lot of the matches, it was 14 hours long. Well, that, <laughs> but like a lot of the matches weren't great, but it was still WrestleMania, you know, it right. was that day where we're going to have barbecue, barbecue meatballs and, um, little smoked weenies and nachos you know what i mean yeah but when i was growing up i would say survivor series because i loved those you know the hawkamaniacs team or you know 
the real Whatever. Americans. The real Americans or <laughs> the mega powers or whatever, you know. Yeah. Just the seeing the ravishing ones or um fantasy booking now. Okay. Current day. Okay. What would your dream WrestleMania main event be? Ooh. I'm going to have to say I have a feeling what Mike would say. And I probably know what you would say. So fantasy booking like or just modern right now? For right now. Current current wrestlers. I mean it doesn't have to be WWE people, but okay. pe- people who are wrestling today. At WrestleMania 34, I would book Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kenny Omega. In just a regular match, or well, yeah. I mean, I well, I'd go Iron Man on it just because I'd oh be greedy. God. Oh my I'd be, god, I'd be greedy and I want to see it for an hour, but oh, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> because I, I mean, obviously, you know, Shinsuke and AJ would be great. Right. Or even hell, even AJ and and Kenny Omega would be awesome. Or, I mean, we've gotten teases of stuff before. It's just never been on like the 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 big stage type thing. Right. But uh, I think Kenny Omega is like really underrated. I mean, obviously he's over in the Indies. That's not what I meant. I just meant like. He's puts he's like the AJ now of the indies where he hasn't had a bad match for a while now. Right. And then of course you got Shinsuke. And they're both two different styles. Yeah. So and then now when we get done I'm gonna have to go search on YouTube or <laughs> ask Mike if they've ever wrestled so I can watch it. <laughs> Which I don't think they have, so that's why I said that. Honestly, I I mean, I don't know for sure, but I if it happened, I have never seen it. Yeah. And so. I've never heard anybody talk about it, so... Yeah. Um, what would your answer be on that one? Honestly, I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, it would probably be... If it wasn't if it wasn't Nakamura and Kenny Omega, I would. it would probably be like AJ Omega and like KO in a triple threat. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. So, just something... <laughs> you know, like, there's so, so many people... Can... Yeah, but I mean, at least in a triple threat, you, they could have like a little bit of a breather because <laughs> yeah. you know that and, that would be like a killer match. And if you have KO in there, then you know he can sell the shit out of a high impact move. Yeah, like he did when he fell off that ladder. Yeah, and, and then he stayed there for in. fifteen minutes. <laughs> yes, I, I honestly, I think that's my favorite moment from WrestleMania last year. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, now fantasy booking. All okay. time. Doesn't matter. Current, past, living, dead, WrestleMania main event. If Shawn could... Michaels versus HBK. Or, well, Shawn Michaels HBK versus AJ. <laughs> okay. Is what I'd want to see. Okay. And see, and that, and that's just pure on... On pure wrestling, because I know that they'd tear the house down. Right. Okay. If you were a wrestler in the <laughs> 80s or 90s, 
what would your gimmick be? What would my gimmick be? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I, don't uh, I would probably, since I... <laughs> I would call myself on the larger side <laughs> or, you know, the mediumist large side. I would probably be like rugged Ronnie to where like I'd try to be like that handsome guy, even though, <laughs> but not do anything that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I would see myself as like the ravishing Rick Rude style. But I wouldn't be. I'd be more like Bastion Booger. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so you would be like the anti-Rick Martell. Right, yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's great. Um, what would be your signature move? This... Probably... Like my finisher? Why finisher, or just... you know... Like, what would be, you know, like the worm wasn't really his, you know, Scotty Tomati's finisher, but like it was his thing. Man, I would, I would almost go with like the clothesline from hell. Just because I would like to, like, I know JBL's under heat or whatever, but anybody can clothesline anybody. But you know, when he delivered like that clothesline from hell, it was like he was taking people's heads off type thing. Yeah, you, you know, you felt it at home. Yeah. So I would like that, and and then I would have like a a bugs old old bug spray thing, like Adrian Adonis would, and I'd like <laughs> squirt perfume in people's or spray, <laughs> <laughs> and then see, I'd blind them and then give them the clothesline from hell. <laughs> Oh, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> and the bad thing about it is you and everybody else is picturing it at home. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I know what you look like. And right. other people might not. So they're like, I'm getting more of a, a joke. Of, <laughs> the visual. Yeah. yeah of John Barrowman clotheslining <laughs> people. <laughs> and playing the Adrian Adonis yeah. role. <laughs> um. Who would be your dream tag team partner? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I don't think I could do promos very good, so I'd have to pick somebody that could talk or at least have a manager. Okay. Hmm. My dream tag team partner. Oh, man, there's so many people. Probably... Arn Anderson. <laughs> that was my pick. <laughs> was it? Yeah, swear to God. I was like, yeah, man, I would... like the guy could wrestle circles around pretty much anybody. Yeah. And he was like just that that great partner. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But it, picture this dynamic, right? You got <laughs> me flamboyanting out there like Adrian Adonis. <laughs> and then you have Arn Anderson who's no fist, no Dis- flips type. Disgusted by you? <laughs> well, disgusted by me, but, but disgusted by the world, you know, type of thing. Right. So that's – and then I just – with my answer, I completely said about being promos, you know, because – I mean, Arn had some good promos too, but obviously that's not what he's known for. Right. Um, If you could be a manager for anybody, 
who would you manage? Mm. Probably. Probably the revival. Huh. Out of anyone in history? Oh, anyone in history? Yeah. I mean, I'm not taking away from the revival. I'm just curious if that would be. Uh, no, I would. I would probably. Well, see, that's the thing about the revival is they're like flashback style, right? And uh, hmm, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm gonna stick with my answer, and I I'll just say the revival. It's a good answer. Um. If one of the the bigger wrestling companies, be it, <laughs> there's only one. Well, I'm, I'm WWE or TNA <laughs> or Ring of Honor or okay. you know, New Japan, like any of those. If All any right. of those companies came up to you and offered you any job you wanted, mm-hmm. what would it be? Um, probably putting like the video packages and the vignettes and stuff together, like on the social media side. I would say. Okay. That's probably what I'd want to do. I mean, I I don't know what I'd... I don't know. I mean, wh- like, realistically speaking, I would say that's probably what I could do and benefit from. Right. And still and still feel like I was a part of the show. Which is why your though. gimmick would be Ronnie the IT guy. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and I'd have a uh, podcasting... Um, <laughs> Uh, headset on and yeah. I'd walk around and I'd have a list and yell at people because they screwed up stuff. And you could throw like micro SD cards out to people in the audience. <laughs> yeah. as your entrance. Yeah, there you, go. <laughs> you got it. But yeah, I think, I think that would be cool is to like, um, well, like put like the production. For, for, right. Right. Yeah. But like, um, the rock Austin, my way, WrestleMania video, right? Oh yeah. That was awesome. And I'm not saying that I could do something like that. I'm just saying, like... It would be fun to work on. Yeah, it'd be fun to work on. Or, like, the video libraries type stuff on the network or whatever. Right. Yeah, the thing... I still don't understand how the people were able to make the highlight packages of pay-per-views as the pay-per-view was going on. Yeah, right. And, like, as soon as that last match ended, the package would start, and it would be five minutes and then mm-hmm. you're showing the highlights of the main event that right. just happened. I mean, the people who do that stuff are incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and it has to be more than one. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. 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 Because that's just, like you said, it's, you know, you have match three and you're getting set up for match four and you're already showing the highlight reel basically Yeah. from match three. Yeah. Okay. Home was stretch. that your grand? Oh, I was gonna say, was that your grand finale? Because I, I lost track. So. No, 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 no. I got a couple more. Is there anything stylistically that you would change about wrestling today? Stylistically, Ab- about the wrestling itself. About the performers in the ring wrestling, or yes. just the overall show? No, of no, it? no, the 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 in ring wrestling. Um. Hmm. 
That's another good hard question. I told you it didn't uh, want it to be easy. Huh? I didn't want it all to be easy and fun. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh I think I would let matches go longer. Right. Like in the old days, you know, where you had ten minutes or a match or whatever. Which I know that Mike and you and I have said, you know, we'd like to have it. We liked it when they announced the time limits and whatnot. Right. Um, I would think, you know, that's probably about it, really. Because, you know, I wouldn't bring back, like, the if you get thrown over the top rope, it's automatic disqualification. Mm. Just because, you know, then you wouldn't have crazy stuff maybe you'd have less suicide dives but yeah that's true i didn't even think of that i know the the one thing that i that i like and miss Mm -hmm. is that the 10 counts don't start over when one of the people goes in the ring like i used to love when i mean you know i like you hated the people for doing it because Mm -hmm. you're so mad at the bad guys Mm -hmm. but they'd be you know, someone would just be pummeling someone outside the ring and it would be like an eight count and mm-hmm. they'd roll back in and then roll back out and then go right back to, you know, beating him outside. Yeah. Well, see that I did. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. And that's a great example. I just didn't use it because it just depends on because you didn't think of it. What match it is though. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, cause right. like, right. Cause, um, I want to say it was Bobby Roode, but it could have been way back with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn where when they were doing their feud in NXT and Kevin Owens would roll in and, and break the count, you know? Right. And then they would start over. But then, like, on the ne- very next damn match, like, it wouldn't apply to that. Yeah. Yeah, There's there, there are a few things that there's no clearly defined rule for. And yeah. that's, that's one of them. That, like, sometimes somebody will slide in right before 10 and they get the win. And other times it resets it. (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. Hmm. Okay. Last question. Uh Uh-oh. Why are you such a smartass? No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That was the first question, goddammit. Oh, 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 no. I got to start all over again. (laughs) Um, Where would you like to see wrestling in the next five years? Hmm. I would like to see, honestly, I would like to see TNA out of business. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to see ROH actually be more of a impact. So you don't want to see TNA out of business. No pun intended. I would like to see them be bigger. Okay. Um, I would like to see Raw and SmackDown more like NXT. Where it's more simplified and back to basics instead of more theatrics or whatever that it is. Which I don't think it's going to go that way, but... Well, I mean, you never know. And one thing I would like, and I guess we're kind of seeing that now, and maybe more here shortly, but I would like to see the tag division actually mean something on both Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, it's it's funny how the tag division on SmackDown is like the women's division two years ago. 
Yeah. That it's like just a weird afterthought. Yeah. And then, I mean, because like right now, I know we've talked about it before, but right now you have a lot of bona fide tag teams that are good. Yeah. I mean, you know, we hate the Usos or the Shiny Stars for that matter, but at least they're a bona fide tag team and they're not two people that's thrown together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of miss tag teams. (laughs) Yeah, and I I miss the... And and I think that's why I like the Revival so much is because they do tag team stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely making a comeback. Yeah. But it's not like when we were kids. It Like, you know, I mean, you had the Heart Foundation and the Rockers and Demolition and the Legion of Doom and... Killer Bees. Yeah, the Killer Bees and the British Bulldogs... And, yeah. you know, the Orient Express and um, Strike uh, strike Force. Power and glory. Yeah, like all these <laughs> all these people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and that's what I was saying. Like, if, maybe I noticed it more with the bona fide tag teams. Like, I even noticed, like, Cass doing it with Enzo and Cass. But, but I really noticed it with... Um, Dawson and Dash doing it is when they're outside, they hold the tag rope, you know, yeah. or they or they cut off the ring and do the double team, or they do the dastardly stuff where they whoever's on the outside, the one inside will distract the ref while you know they choke them with the tag rope or whatever, you know. That's right. just like classic tag team stuff. Yep. Yeah, and of course you know you can't do that if you're the good guys, but yeah, I mean, it, it, to me it seems like so many tag teams are there just to like it, as soon as they hit the main roster, it seems like the plan is already there to split them up into singles. Right. Yeah. You know, like I mean, for a little while it seemed like that's what they were doing with Enzo and Cass. Right. You know, and I mean, right off the bat, like they didn't, they didn't even really have their main roster run as a tag team. And they're throwing casts into, you know, like the fatal four ways for championship spots and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that was when Enzo got legitimately hurt, too, though. Right. But still, I mean, you could tell that they were testing the waters for. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, for for the future. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Which, you know, I, I know we've talked about them here, but like the revival and one of them got hurt, right? Yeah. And so. I was wondering if they would do that. I I think you won't see either one. Yeah. And see, that sucks too because we waited so long for them to get up to the main roster. See what I what I would love to see is um, gee, I just forgot which one got hurt. Well, Dawson, Dawson got, got hurt, what, right? What, he broke his jaw. It's it's the one that has hair, whichever one that is. Right. I always get it mixed up. Yeah, you know, it it would be interesting to see them, even though his, you know, mouth is wired shut, mm-hmm. he could still accompany to the ring. Right. Make it, I mean, you know, you could have single stuff and whatever, and you can still have him get slightly involved, but not, you know, too physical. But, you know, like you said, right. hey, the ref is distracted. He's kind of choking him in the corner. So right, they can, yeah. They can build up a little bit, yeah. even though they can't have their matches. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they said on Raw this week, oh, yeah, he just broke his jaw and he's going to be out until, 
I think they said July. Right. You know, so you can play it off like that. Right. Well, you can even play it off as like Big E did it before. Yeah. You know, before they moved to SmackDown or whatever. Yeah. Which, I mean, we're getting the Lana thing now, like we got the Emma thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, when I was watching SmackDown, I was like, we're doing this again? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I guess that means I, she's trained more to be a wrestler? Well, I mean, from what it looked like, she trained more to be a stripper. <laughs> yeah. I right? Guess. So she's not So she's not a Russian whatever. Now she's just... A stripper. Who knows, man? But, well, thank you for your 21 answers. You're welcome. Um, I enjoyed it. It was pretty cool. I kind of, I won't listen to our half, but I'll be definitely tuning in to see what Mike had to say. Well, just to mess with you, I'm going to put your half, (laughs) and then I'm going to put your half again. (laughs) Ronnie, here, download this one. (laughs) This is the version that you need to listen to. But, like I said, folks, stay tuned after the small break, and I will be back with Mike for his answers. Eli, your topic is mustache. You have 10 seconds. Ready, go. What is a mustache? <laughs> it's a little bit of hair growing over the upper lip. I don't have one. Nobody else here has one. But you know what? A mustache is for a real man. See, of all these people here, I have the best mustache of them all. I thought Give me a couple more days. I'll have a nice, thick mustache. But none of these boys right here. Okay. Well, Thank you, Eli. Thought he said he didn't have a mustache. Michael McGillicuddy approached the podium. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for sitting through that wonderful intermission. I am now joined by the other, I guess, third of this podcast. Our buddy, Michael. Yo. Um, before we dive into the questions, I asked Ronnie if there was any anything over the past week of wrestling that you wanted to talk about quick <sighs> nope excellent <laughs> that, that makes this easy <laughs> well i mean no no i'm good okay that's fine yeah, i'm good so i'm just gonna dive right in with question number one go right ahead are you ready i'm ready have you done your prep work uh seeing how you told me absolutely zero questions <laughs> Yes, I have. Excellent. So, Mike, what is the first match that you remember seeing that turned you into more than someone who watched wrestling and turned you into a wrestling fan? Oh, man. That's a tough one because I don't remember not watching wrestling. I've always just kind of been overly obsessed with it. Okay. So I don't even know if I could pick out just one match where I was like, oh, this is what did it for me. As much as it's just, it's been a constant. Um, I guess the first guy that I was like gaga over when I was a kid was Hogan, like most people my age. Right. Considering the time frame and everything. 
But um, I don't know. You know, I, I really don't know. I, I really don't. I just always remember watching it. I remember my first big event was WrestleMania four. Like that's the first thing I remember seeing live on pay-per-view. I mean, I'd seen WrestleMania's one, two, and three. My dad rented all the tapes. I'd seen all the Crockett stuff. Right. Um, I guess one match that stood out in my mind when I was a kid, the first time I watched it, I was probably eight years old, seven or eight. And to this day, it's like still one of my all-time favorite matches, and that was the uh, Starcade 86 I Quit match between Magnum TA and Tully Blanchard. Oh, yeah. For the U.S. title in the steel cage. So... I think it's probably because Magnum tried to stab Tully in the head with a piece of a chair. I mean, uh, Tully tried to stab Magnum in the head with a piece of a chair. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever seen such brutality and violence before, but that match really did stick in my head. That's like the beginning of Happy Gilmore when he's talking about how he can't play ice hockey anymore because he's the first player to ever try and take his skate off and use it as a knife to stab an opponent. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, I mean, I've just... I've always been a fan. I just, I, yeah. All right. Uh, second question you may have just answered as well. Yeah. Um, who was the first wrestler that you really went nuts for? When I was a kid, it was Hogan, uh, followed closely by Flair, and then I became dis- dis- disillusioned by Hogan. Uh, and I became, a, oh, did I mute myself when I cleared my throat? Nope. Oh, sorry. I or thought I did. Maybe you did. I don't know. Uh, but then uh, I, I guess I'm going to say it was Hogan. He was the first guy that when I was a kid that was the man for me. Um, Jake Roberts, Dynamite Kid. And then, you know, I, I became uh, Ric Flair, Four Horsemen. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had the Hulk Hogan workout set. Did you? <laughs> oh, yeah. A friend of mine had that. I had the, you know, the, my first LJN was a Hogan. My first wrestling figure was the LJ Hogan. I had Hogan pajamas, Hogan t-shirt, Hogan workout set. You know, I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> the immortal one. Um, what is the earliest memory you have of getting completely, like, ridiculously angry at a wrestler? Storyline-wise. <sighs> Um, oh God, this is going to sound so ridiculous. It was when, um, I really liked the powers of pain. <laughs> that makes one in. person. Yeah, well, well no, I liked I, the powers of pain bad. and they were, they were feuding with demolition and demolition. They were evil. They were bad. They're kind of cool, but they were evil. But, um, I guess it's kind of a toss up. It's a toss up between when Hogan turned on, uh, when Andre turned on Hogan. Okay. But the, I think bigger, so it stands in my mind, was that Survivor Series 87, was it, or 88? It was one of those big multiple-man tags, and it's when the Powers of Pain turned heel in the match and went with Fuji after oh, right. Demolition turned face and dumped Fuji. I'm like, why are they going with Fuji? <laughs> Fuji's a piece of crap. <laughs> so, again, I was like eight or nine, and I was furious at the Powers of Pain for, for siding with the evil Mr. Fuji. That's a good answer. To be yeah. honest, I told like now that you're saying it, I remember watching that. Yeah, I was but, angry. Like I remember, like I'm like, what are they doing? I looked at my dad, and I was just, like, <laughs> what are they doing? Mister Fuji's a bad guy. Where are they going, Mister Fuji? Because they picked him up and they brushed him off and everything. Yep. And I was like, I was finally happy that Demolition finally, you know, it seemed the light. Him. Yeah. Got rid of the evil Mister Fuji, so I could cheer them now. But no, oh no. <laughs> Powers of pain had to crush my little my little kid heart become a bad guy and then so i was happy when the demolition started beating them up yep 
I was a very impressionable youth. Yeah, I think we all were. <laughs> um, what is your favorite theme song? Oh, God. That's tough. Like, of all time? Oh, yeah. Um, I guess right now it's Nakamura's. Shinsuke Nakamura's. Okay. Um, when I was a kid, I mean, how did you not like Hulk Hogan's theme? Um, how did you not like Jake Roberts' theme? Um, but for me, it was the Roddy Roddy Piper. Wow. Good call. Bagpipes. Yeah, that's was, a good Those one. were amazing, especially like, because they started out with a solo bagpipe, and then it built, and all of a sudden, boom, tons of bagpipes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, what entrance for a wrestler gets you the most pumped up? Today or all time? All time. All time. Well, okay. Once again, when I was a kid, you know, uh, Hogan, you know, mm-hmm. big guitar riff music coming out. Um, Jake Roberts, his music was pretty awesome. Um, right now, Akamura's entrance pretty much does me in. Uh, pretty amazingly awesome. Uh <laughs> of course, the Undertaker's always had some great entrances, right? But the Undertaker just more or less gives me like, oh my god, this is amazing. Whereas, like right now, when Nakamura comes out, I'm just like, someone's getting effed up, yeah, yeah. Um, the APA always had that music when that kicked that you knew someone was getting beat up. Yep. So that was kind of like an instant, like, ooh, ooh, someone's getting their ass whooped. Um, yeah, it's hard for me to pick one. Yeah, I, I bet you could guess Ronnie's. Uh, the Jericho? No, when the oh. glass shatters for Stone Cold. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, back in the day, the Road Warriors. Oh, what a rush. Yeah. Legion of Doom. Yeah, kind of the same thing. Yeah. But if you go over the overall spectacle of the entrance and everything else involved, right now it's, it's, it's Nakamura or when Finn Balor comes out as the demon. Yeah, you know, I'd probably put the demon as my current favorite. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite all-time finisher? Ooh, my favorite all-time finisher. Wow. Um, you know, Tully Blanchard had a slingshot suplex. Now there's something about it. Um, Arn Anderson spinebuster. That was pretty awesome. That seemed to put people away. Yeah. But when I was a kid, you know, the one that you knew the person was done, stick a fork in them, D-O-N-E, Jake Roberts, the DDT. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, your least favorite finisher. Oh, God. Um, Umaga and his stupid thumb to the throat. <laughs> or uh, anyone that used the, uh, the the Asiatic spike, they'd call it, or the, the trapezius nerve pinch. But yeah, Umaga's <laughs> thumb in the throat. That was stupid. Or Johnny Bad's kiss that won't miss. You know, he punched him in the face. Yeah. yeah. Punched him 50 times during the match, but this punch, <laughs> yep. you know, he really put it into it this time. Yeah, that's like yeah. the big show. I never got, like, he could punch you seven, eight times, but that one yeah. punch that he, he does decides. something... Yeah. Oh, that one's the one. That's the knockout punch. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
is there a move that no matter how many times you see it, you still kind of cringe? Oh, the Kudo driver. Or the, um, if you want to call it the, the Kudo driver, or um, the Vertebraker, or, or yeah, the drive-by, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. First time I saw Makumi, uh, Megumi Kudo do it over an FMW. Whew. It just looks like it's not right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every yeah. time. Yeah, it's moves like that that it doesn't look like there's any way to protect the guy. Yep. And that, I mean, you know that they do their best, but, I mean, it's still, geez. <laughs> well, you're, you're falling backwards, and if the guy's not sitting perfect or he doesn't pick yeah. his head or you don't let go soon enough or whatever, I mean, the timing on that. Um, so, yeah, the vertebraker, the kudo driver, the drive-by, whatever, again, whatever you want to call it, every single time. And I've seen some indie guys do that and just fuck themselves <laughs> up bad. Yeah. Bad. But, yeah, that does it to me every time. It's just like, ugh. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. Um, what is your favorite gimmick match? Steel cage. But only when there's blood involved. If there's no blood, there's no sense. Right. I'm a traditionalist, I guess. Your all-time favorite commentary team. Ooh, gosh, that one's tough because there's been so many great combinations of guys together. Um... You know, if I'm going back, uh, B- Bob Cottle and David Crockett, they were a great team in the NWA side of things. Um, you know, uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heaton, Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura, Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura, you know, the King and JR. Uh, currently, Corey Graves and Tom Phillips. I love listening them call the action together. I don't know if we'll ever have that again. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's tough, but, you know, it, it, Depends on what I'm watching. You know, you have the voice for it. But I guess all in all, back in the day, Gorilla Monsoon yeah. with Bobby Heenan calling the action together or Gorilla and Jesse. That's kind of what I grew up listening to mostly. Yeah. I mean, that's those are the two that really stand out for me from yeah. my youth. Yep. If you could put together a three-man commentary team out of anyone ever – who would it be? Bob Cottle, Mauro Nalo, and Gosh. Corey Graves. Wow, interesting. Yeah, or Gorilla. Well, because you can't have everyone calling the action together. So I guess I'm going to go Bob Cottle, Maronalo, and uh, Bobby Heenan, actually. That's what I'm going to go with. Because Bobby Heenan's going to be your, uh, your your color guy who's going right. to be doing the, the heel color gimmick. And then Maro and, and Bob can take turns calling the action. Yeah, that's a good team. Yeah. Um, your favorite of the big four pay-per-views? Oh, Royal Rumble. That's funny. I love the Royal Rumble match. Absolutely love the Royal Rumble match. It's been disappointment a couple of years coming, but I mean, like, you know, I love the Royal Rumble match. Right. Um, current wrestlers. Okay. Okay. Fantasy book, your WrestleMania main event. Oh, <laughs> that's easy enough. 
uh, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura on the current okay. WWE roster. Doesn't have to be WWE wrestlers. Oh, okay. Um, doesn't have to be WWE wrestlers. Probably. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I would. I probably would stick with that. I want to see that match again. They've only done it once. Right. I want to see it again. I mean, like any, like any, you know, Shibata. Uh, you know, he's his style is is that of you know. I don't know if it would mix well with AJ Styles, but I mean, I'd love to see Shibata against AJ Styles. I'd love to see Zack Sabre Jr. against Shinsuke Nakamura, but I, mean, but I have seen those matches on the Independence or in Rev Pro or over in the, over in uh, Japan. Right. Um, so I, more than once they've had them. So right now, I guess for me, it definitely the current crop of guys we have, it's definitely going to be AJ and, and Nakamura because they've only done it once before. At Russell Kingdom. Okay. Fantasy what was yours? Booking. For me, you know yeah. what? I didn't really have one. No. It would probably be like maybe Kenny Omega and AJ Styles or something. Ooh, yeah, that too, dude. That I don't think that's <laughs> to ever be honest. Happened. I I forget what I said last night when I was talking to Ronnie, but I think that was it. <laughs> so I I may have given yeah. two different answers on this show. That's fine. Um, fantasy booking. All time. Oh, geez. Who would you put together as your WrestleMania main event? Tully Blanchard against AJ Styles. Oh, wow. Didn't even hesitate on that one. No, not at all. <laughs> the, the other the other match that I, I've wanted to see forever is Sting against Shawn Michaels. Oh, okay. Sting and Shawn Michaels was the match I've wanted to see for a really, really, really long time. Um, never going to happen, obviously. Um, but Tully Blanchard and AJ Styles. This something that match to me would be a pretty phenomenal match. Oh, I see what you did there. Ah, uh, you did right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I remember what? what my match was. What is it? It was uh, Kenny Omega, AJ Styles, and Kevin Owens in a triple threat. Oh, geez, that'd be craziness right there. Yeah, and I I threw it. I mean, KO would be great in there, but I said to Ronnie that um I would put him in so that two people can kind of go at it a little and give the third guy a little bit of a breather yep, yep. <laughs> because you know that that would just be a ridiculous match you know another match i'd love to see and i know they've been compared as being similar a lot the brain busters against the revival oh my goodness i don't even know how i'd handle myself if that match ever happened had ever happened you know yeah all time yeah. oh yeah that would be terrific I guess that is the one thing I want to talk about wrestling this week is it sucks that Dash broke his jaw and he's going to be out for eight to ten weeks. We can get back to that. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm done talking about it. I've, I've talked oh, about okay. it. Um, if you were a wrestler in uh-huh. the 80s or 90s, okay, what would be your gimmick? I was a wrestler in the 80s or 90s. What would be my gimmick? Well, first of all, I would not be a main event talent. I don't have <laughs> the chops. I don't have the skills. Jeez. Um, I guess either. I guess if I just wasn't myself. Well, that's why I said the 80s or 90s when everybody had crazy characters. Right, right, right. If I wasn't myself, then I would. Jeez, I don't know. That's a tough one. I'd probably I don't know, dude. I really don't know, I guess. I never really I never really thought about it. You know? Like I never really 
put a lot of thought into that, like who would I would be, because I've always just been me, or I used to call myself Superstar Mike Labby. That was my buddy called me that when we had our gimmick league there. So I went by that. Uh, another name I came up with when I was a kid, I thought it was pretty badass, Lucifer Brimstone. <laughs> Guess what kind of gimmick that is, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, Come that, on. And that sounds completely like a it's, bad a pretty- 80s wrestler. Oh, yeah. What about uh, a guy named Vic DeVirus? His finisher is called The Infection. Uh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> there you go. I'd be Vic DeVirus, and my finisher would be called The Infection. Well, that the next question is, what would be yeah. your, not necessarily your finisher, but what would be your signature move? It would be the infection, and that would be the Texas cloverleaf. I would just call it the infection. <laughs> <laughs> if if you could pick one person to be your dream tag team partner, who would it be? Tully Blanchard. That's funny. You know who I like, clearly. Yeah? Yeah. I've never heard of this guy. I should probably look him up on the internet. Oh, f- screw you. You've <laughs> never heard of Tully Blanchard. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, Ronnie and I, without hesitation... Yeah. Arn Anderson. Well, I went with his partner, so yeah. that's funny. I'm Arn Anderson in that team. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I look at myself. <laughs> if um if you could manage anybody, past or present, who would it be? Wow, that's a weird one. I never considered something like that being a manager. Um, I would probably want to manage a tag team because that seems more fun because you got more guys involved. Right. If I was a heel manager, probably Midnight Express or Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard or the Four Horsemen, Babyface, Rock and Rolls or the Rockers. Yeah. What'd you have? I, I didn't come up with anything, but okay. uh, Ronnie Ronnie said he would go with the Revival. Oh, okay. There you go. I think that's what he said. I'll find out when I listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you will. Um, okay, down to the, the home stretch here. Yeah. If any current wrestling company were to offer you any job you wanted, what would you do? Referee. Huh. Yeah, I'd like to be a referee. You're the third guy in the ring. You get to be out there a lot. You have high interaction with the wrestlers. Um, yeah, I'd love to be a referee because I, I guess I look at myself as I couldn't be a wrestler. I don't know if I'd want to be a writer working in the back getting you know grief all the time. I'd rather – I think I, I'd, I'd want to be a referee. Hmm. Out in front of the people, involved in the matches, um, I guess performing if you will. But yeah, yeah I want to be a referee. Tommy Young, man, greatest referee of all time. Um, I'd referee like him. Get down in there, making sure you're seeing the shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there anything in ring, stylistically wise, that you would change about today's wrestling? Um, yeah, WWE, I, I would, yeah, there is, uh, yeah, I would allow pile drivers to happen. Uh, I would get rid of Roman Reigns. <laughs> well, that's, 
<laughs> yeah, I would get rid of him. I would ship him off to Mexico or something. <laughs> um, I would bring back edgier rustling. I'm not saying you need to be swearing constantly, but I'd bring color back to matches because you know what? Bleeding helps a match. You got a good feud, good steel cage. You know, bad guy gets color, good guy gets color, and battles back from you know from underneath and, and wins the match and and everything else. And he's a bloody mess. It's fantastic. I know. Uh, yeah, uh, I would take I would take the formula for NXT and I would apply that to Raw and SmackDown. Right. Uh, more wrestling, less talking, more action, less. You know, I would let people cut promos on the way to ring, show the little boxes, let the feuds play out out in, in the ring, or fighting in the back. Less drama crap, like with this Alicia Fox crap with Noam Dar and Rich Swan. Who cares? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what I would do. Be more about wrestling, less about talking. Bring back the little blood and guts when it's uh, when it's merited, not just to do it. Right. Now, last question. That's it already. Boy, we've ripped right through these. Yeah, I know. You didn't really like. You didn't have to think about some of these like Ronnie did. You were just oh, okay. giving out answers. Um, <laughs> where would you like to see wrestling in the next five years? Um, I, basically kind of what I just said. Yeah. I mean, like, I think as far as the popularity level of wrestling, I mean, I think it's, it's doing great kind of where it is. I mean, you look at WrestleMania, look at all the people that come from all around the world to go to those shows. Right. Um, you know, I mean, with the internet now, like I can sit in my house, I can watch live new Japan pro wrestling. I can watch live progress wrestling and rev pro from the United kingdom. You know, I mean, I can go on YouTube to triple A's YouTube channel. I can watch their weekly show. I mean, there's independent wrestling all over the United States, all over the world that has online that have online shows. So your availability as a fan to watch wrestling is, is, is better than it's ever been. Right. You know, um, and to watch good wrestling, you know, I, I would like to see, I would like to see wrestling kind of go back to its roots, though, a little bit more. I'd like to see, you know, I'd I'd like to see more action and less talking. I'd like to see more, more, uh, more of what's been playing out storyline wise happening on TV. I'd like to see programs last longer. I'd I'd like to see real baby faces and real heels and not so many tweeners all the time. And uh, I'd like to see some blood back in wrestling. All blood and guts back in wrestling. I'm not saying we need to go back to the the carnage attitude era that it was, and you know the the TNA aspect of it. I could do without, but you go back to the you know the little bit of violence aspect of it. You know, I just yeah. I'm not saying people need to get uh, their heads beat in with chairs again. Obviously, you know concussions right. are bad, and that's that's the wrong thing. But uh, you know, you can put some violence back in wrestling. I mean, essentially, that's what it is. I mean, it's violence. It's wrestling. It's people. It's people fighting. You know. Right. So I mean, it's 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 gonna be violent. It's not a PG product. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. You know, as much as they try. <laughs> yeah. I mean. You had uh, last night on NXT. You had Tyler Tyler Breeze, not Tyler Breeze. Ty Dillinger. I'm a little tired. <laughs> Ty Dillinger and Eric Young in, in a steel cage match, you know, and and it was a good match, and they did a great job. But they kept throwing each other into the match, and 
you know, when I was a kid, you got thrown into the match. They talked about how, how that could cut you open and the how sharp it was. The unforgiving steel cage. The unforgiving steel cage. You grind someone's head into it. And, like, so, and, and they made it basically seem like they were grinding their head on a cheese grater. And the guy would come back and fall down and pick his head up. And he'd have blood coming down his forehead from it and everything. And now it happens and there's just nothing. Nothing. It's like, uh, you told me, so why even have a steel cage match? You know? <laughs> yeah. So, well, those were your 21 questions. Wow, that went by really fast. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's almost half an hour. Yeah. Uh, no, we didn't start recording until like 14 minutes in. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, so do you want to go back to the revival? Yeah, real quick. It sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it legitimately sucks that Dash broke his jaw and he's going to be out eight to ten weeks or whatever it is. Yeah, Ronnie, Ryan and I were saying, um, and now I don't remember if it was when we were recording or if we talked afterwards, but we were we were talking about how, you know, in the old days, if like a tag team, if a guy got hurt, yeah, the other guy, you know, as long as he could walk, basically, yeah. he would accompany him to the ring. And they could have still tag feuds, but they would be singles matches. Yep. And you'd have the other guy, you know, sort of, hey, maybe he'd be on the corner, you know, outside the ring choking a guy out when the ref isn't looking. He'd be doing something, yeah. But you now know? now they're just both off TV. Yeah. And it's and we were saying, you know, it's, it's a shame because they had just gotten called up. They just yep. basically eliminated the New Day. Yep. And... You know, like they they were on their way, and now they're going to be off TV for two three months. Yeah, it it stinks because you know they're 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 a great tag team. But they they are a damn great tag team. They'll be back in time for SummerSlam. I hope. I assume. I'm hoping so too. So. Yeah. yeah. I uh. Well, is it Shibata? He's still up in the air as far as if he's ever going to wrestle again after his match with Okada because of that headbutt. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's a storyline or if it's, you know, so it's a work or if it's a shoot or what it is. But everything I'm reading is basically saying, like, this is not a storyline. This is legit. He may never wrestle again from that, you know, bone to bone from that headbutt because he hurt himself really bad. Yeah, didn't they haven't have... said they haven't said what he had to have surgery, he had a subdural hematoma, but they didn't say how much damage it may have caused and everything. But um, kind of sucks. He's yeah. kind of the last year, last little over a year, last year and a half. He's really been coming into like he's kind of hitting his prime finally, and yep, yeah. sucks. How um. Long... How old is he? He's like... 37, oh, okay. 39. So he's like mid-late yeah. 30s. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. You know, he's really just hitting a stride, finally, after years of toiling. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully. Hopefully that's not the case. But I don't know if, you have, yeah. I don't know if you've seen that match yet or not. But man, they no, just... No, I haven't. Oh, they just beat the tar out of each other. Yeah, I mean, like, I I was kind of reading about it, and 
and that's pretty much every everyone says the same thing. Yeah, that it was like one of the hardest hitting, just like craziest matches in a while. Dude, they went thirty eight minutes, and I mean, like the kicks that Okada took, the the forearms to the jaw that they were nailing over each other, just the slaps. I mean, everything. It was unbelievable. And because like the kicks were so loud and the smacks and the, and the hit the strikes were so loud and the chops and the open hand slaps and everything, when he headbutted him, you didn't hear a, a loud smacking noise to echo through the arena. Right. All you heard was a dull thud. Oof. Yeah. And when you know what that means, it's kind of so it didn't sound spectacular like everything else did. But it was the worst thing. It was just punk, and it was like, oh, oh, that heat, oh, yeah. and like when Okada crumbled to the mat, it's because that was like, yeah, there was no selling. He legit just crumbled to the mat after, <laughs> after being headbutted, you know. And and so how Shibata didn't fall down, I don't know. But of course, when he picked his head up, he was bleeding. Right. So yeah. And a prime example, if that had been WWE, the gloves would have come on. They would have run over. They would have, you know, interrupted the flow of the match to stifle the bleeding and, and piss well, me off in the process. It, it would depend on the match. Because there there have been a couple where they, you Since know, the Samoa Joe, when he got bust open against Balor and they stopped right. the match like three times and the, and the, re, the reaction was quite negative about it. Yes, they have kind of, unless it's bad, they've kind of let it go or tried to get, like when Sheamus got busted open recently, you know what I mean? Like they tried to take care of that off camera but not stop the flow of the match. But yeah, fair enough, but still. Yeah, because that that match, I mean, every time it started going, you know, and they really started to get into a groove, then it was, yeah. Bleeding happens. That's that's part of wrestling, you know. It just it is. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to go under the assumption that when you have two people or more who are, you know, beating each other, yeah, sometimes with objects, yeah, even if it's not supposed to happen, right? There are times when something is going to be slightly off. Well, especially when you bring ladders into the play or tables and chairs and everything else and kendo yeah. sticks. And- yeah, I mean, even even if you protect someone when you're hitting them with the steps. Yep. I mean, you never know. You know, you never know what could happen with that stuff. I mean, the simple, the fact of the matter is, like, you know, I grew up watching ECW and FMW and Big Japan and, and watching those violent, violent, you know, barbed wire, thumbtack, bed and nails, broken glass fire matches and everything and where people and, and what they could dub the garbage wrestling where they're just beating each other in the head with everything they can get their hands on and whatnot and and you know i mean hey someone getting caned in the head or getting hit in the head with a steel chair repeatedly or as hard as some of these guys did you know okay that's that's yeah okay that's gotta be bad for you yeah gotta be bad for you you know definitely not a good thing and everything so you don't we don't need to go back to that Okay, I'm not a sadist, but you know, I I just I don't think you can have a weapons match 
or whatever and and a house of horrors match yeah a house of horrors match where you have all kinds of different weapons and stuff these days and and it's just like why bother why 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 bother why just because you're saying you know like when they had dean ambrose the ambrose asylum match and they actually used the thumbtacks i was shocked yeah absolutely shocked i couldn't believe they actually used the thumbtacks well i mean considering everything else was like a mop (laughs) yeah exactly you know a wet towel yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. a pillow i can hit you in the head with a pillow right no oh fuck oh whatever this is i'll just cut it open and throw the feathers on him then this is the manila envelope paper cut corner (laughs) (sighs) you know so i mean i grew up watching like Actually, it's funny you say that. I did grow up watching matches where guys would give guys paper cuts on the corner of their mouth. Oh, and a match like it, it is. Uh, think about it. Doesn't that just seem horribly painful? Yeah. 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 Or like, oh god. Well, I shared with you. Okay. Okay. I'm getting quivery thinking about it. <laughs> oh, remember, it was several months ago. Now I shared with you that scissors bump. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the thing where the guy was in Japan, they had all those scissors opened up on this board thing, and the guy gave the other guy the back bump on it. Yeah. And it just sliced his back open horrendously. Okay, you know what? I'm at the point where I, I don't need to see that anymore. You know, like, I don't need that in my wrestling. That's that's a little that's a little much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, like, you know, when that I, almost seems dangerous. When, yeah, you know, when I was, yeah, you know, like uh, almost twenty years ago, when I was watching yep. like New Jack do ridiculous yes. stuff to people. Yep. You're just like, oh my god, this is so ridiculous. But like, as yep. you start getting a little older, I yep. kind of feel, I don't know, I kind of feel bad for the guys that like that's their wrestling career. Well, that's the thing. Look at Balls Mahoney. Look at Axel Rotten. They're both dead now. But I mean, that's that's what they're you know. Axel was actually a decent wrestler, but I mean, all he was known for was doing garbage wrestling. Yeah. Same thing with Balls Mahoney. He was like a high, he was like a state champion in high school, but all he was known for was garbage wrestling. Yeah. Getting hit with a chair, hitting someone with a chair, setting a table on fire, getting put through the table on fire, getting thumbtack bumps. I mean, on and on and on. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like that, that's. The last while for Mick Foley. Yeah. You know, like when after the Hell in a Cell and everyone was just like, all right, what ridiculous thing is he going to do in this match? Yeah. It, I mean, like you can't top that stuff or you literally will just end up killing yourself. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. when, when Shane McMahon kept upping the ante. Oh, yeah, I'm going to fall from, you know, Titan I'm going to fall from the side of this. Oh, I'm going to go to the top this time and jump off to do an elbow drop. What? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I could have sworn that he and AJ, you know, if it wasn't seven miles away from the ring, they would have fought up the ramp and somehow he would have ended up on that roller coaster thing diving off. (laughs) You know, I mean, just like logically, that's the next. (laughs) That's the only place he could go, right? That was his. Yeah, that was his next step. You know, like. My lord, the the fact that that some of the people did survive this with, you know, seemingly not bad consequences, like with Shane. You know, I mean, Mick needs, what is it, hips and everything else? 
Oh yeah, Mick just had the hip surgery. Yeah, but like, yeah, how, I'm sure his knees aren't the best either. How Shane, with everything he's been through, he seems to be yep. okay. Yeah, I mean, well, think about it. Mick Foley was dropping an elbow off the ring apron to the concrete floor. Oh yeah, landing, taking all the impact on his hip for twenty yeah. years. So, yeah. No, it's no wonder he needs a new hip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Surprised he doesn't need a new pelvis somehow. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying we need to go back to people killing each other. But, you know, Texas Bowl rope match. Let's get some color. Chain match. Let's get some color. Yeah. You know, because uh, that's, I don't know, that, that's what I grew up on. So, that's what I, that to me, that's, that, that's what makes sense. And I know there's people today that don't feel that same way. And there's people today that, you know, think it's inappropriate, but I don't know. I love it. Yeah. I love it. The newest thing is now is have you seen this, they take the bamboo skewers and you hold them all in one big handful together and you jab the pointed end into someone and then you beat the end. So oh, they drive them into their skull. And then you let it go, and they branch out. No, I have not seen that. You haven't seen that? Oh, okay. I'll send you a couple links. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's like oh shit. <laughs> but it's not like you're taking a bump on scissors, or some guy's wrapping a Singapore cannon around some guy's head five times, or you know, balls Mahoney's hitting some poor schmuck in the head with a chair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I David Starr just did it to a Penelope Ford and Beyond Wrestling a couple months back. Oh my god! <laughs> she looked really angry after. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> but I mean, okay, let, let me put it this way: like, um, like I said, I grew up watching FMW. I'd get tapes from tape trading through the mail, and I'd get like the shows from Japan for Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling with Atsushi Onita. Okay. And he was like the grandfather of hardcore wrestling in Japan type of thing. And I think he's like 60 years old now. And he is coming to the States in August to wrestle Matt Tremont for CZW in Voorhees, New Jersey in an exploding ring death match. And a couple of my friends up here, we've been toying around with the idea of like, well, it's a seven-hour drive down. So if we left at like five in the morning, we'd be there at like two and then, you know, like maybe we'll stay in a shitbag motel and then drive home early the next morning. Been debating it. Huh. Been debating it. Because may never see Onita again. Right. But I mean, yeah. is that how you want to see him? <laughs> Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the style he originated. And and when you can't move around or whatever, and you're 60 years old, that's what you can still do: yeah, bleed, yes. fall on stuff, beat people with stuff, have the ring explode. <laughs> no roped barbed wire exploding ring death match. We may actually see death. Hell to the yes. Yeah, that's not my cup of tea. But we wouldn't actually see anybody die. It would just be super violent and bloody. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. Like sometimes I can't not I can't look away at things like that. Like that clip I, I I put in the group the other day that no one commented on of the random intergender steel cage light tube 
match in some oh, alley yeah. in Mexico. Yeah, I like I didn't even know what I was watching. It, it's just like, it's literally twenty people <laughs> hitting each other with light with like giant fluorescent light bulbs. Oh dude, and they're not like four foot long ones. They're like eight foot long one, ones yeah. or something. Yeah, they're super long. And it's a steel cage. It's a steel cage match and there's like fifteen, sixteen people in it, men and women. Yeah. And they're just beating each other up. And I can't figure out who's gonna win this. How do you win? Like, and there, and it looks like it's in an alley with like twelve people watching it. Yeah, yeah, in Mexico. Uh, that was actually that was taped by DJ Z from TNA or oh, Impact really? Wrestling. Yeah, he's the one that that shared that on you know that that's who originally posted that on the internet, and then it got shared around from there. Huh. But yeah, so craziness, right? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember like, I was watching it, and I'm like, what exactly am I watching here? Like, it doesn't seem like there's any rhyme or reason to this. No, there was no rhyme when, or reason to it whatsoever. When the people did any sort of actual wrestling move, it was sloppy as hell. Yep. And like then it was like, oh, hey, I'm going to have you sit up on the corner, and I'm just going to come back with a giant light tube and smack you in the head with it. Yep, or that one girl that put those two light tubes down that guy's back of his shirt, and then kicked him in the back. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Oh my goodness! Like I said, you got to feel bad for the people who are like, "Yeah, this is how I'm a professional wrestler." Oh, really? <laughs> what do you do? Are you? <laughs> I do this. <laughs> I'd yeah. love to see your match sometime. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they show up, and it's just twenty people hitting each other. <laughs> Oh, tomorrow we're doing a cinder pl- a cinder block match. Yeah, Just stand and see who could hit the person <laughs> in the face with a cinder block the hardest. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's uh, what was it? Tommy Dreamer has this thing. Uh, he says it's not gay; it's pro wrestling. And then he gives you all these examples, and it's like it's very nonsensical and stupid. Like guys doing stuff to other guys, or. You know, so, oh, and then you know, you take and you stick your, your your thumb up the guy's butt and run him around the ring. But it's not gay because it's pro wrestling. Like, yeah, that's the same kind of nonsense there. You know, there's there's all kinds of flavors of wrestling, and, uh, and not every flavor is to everyone's liking. But uh, someone enjoys it. That's why they make it. Huh. I don't know. It's fun. Good times. Oh yeah, I saw this. Some uh, my buddy Mikey shared with me a video clip the other day. Of uh, it was a match in Spain. It was like 18 minutes long. It was the Undertaker against Tito Santana, huh. and this was probably and Undertaker was managed by Paul Bear. He still had the gray gloves on. So this is you know early, early in his on, run. Yeah. yeah, early on in his run. You know, 92, like 92, like something like in. that. Yeah, hmm. and it was a match in Spain, dude. They went like 18 minutes. Really? And Tito Santana got a clean pin on the Undertaker in the center of the ring. I mean, I'm sure it was because he is, like, a Latin guy in Spain. Yeah, exactly. Like, when they announced Tito Santana, that place friggin' erupted. And I was like, damn, Tito. And they were chanting Tito through the match many times. Wow. And then there's a, near the end, the ref gets bumped. Paul Bear tries to interfere. Tito cuts him off, takes the urn, hits the Undertaker with the urn. And then throws it out of the ring and then collapses on the Undertaker. And then the referee crawls over one, two, three. <laughs> Place erupted like you won the world title. 
Like he literally just single handedly saved the world. That's how loud those people erupted. Like, oh, we're all gonna live now. Thank God. Well, I mean, yeah. if the Undertaker won, the undead armies would have <laughs> ransacked Europe. <laughs> Clearly, but yeah, and I'm just like. Whoa, Tito Santana got a clean pin on The Undertaker? Holy crap. I mean, I I like Tito Santana. I like Tito, too. But at this point in Tito's career, he wasn't beating people, period. Well, that was Much likely beating The Undertaker. My guess is that was probably right before he became El Matador. Um, I feel like this is post-El Matador. He came back as Tito Santana after that? I don't remember that. I I feel like because based – I mean the time frame of it all is seen because – but he was wearing the white trunks – and the right. white boots, so maybe it was pre El Matador, but hmm. <sighs> I don't know. It's just like it, to me, that's just as random as that time. Like, and this was back when it happened, like nineteen ninety nine or two thousand or something like that. When uh, at some, it was a WCW show, but it was the. <sighs> I don't think it was a sanctioned WCW show, but like Jacques Rougeau had gotten all kinds of WCW wrestlers to be on this show. It was in Montreal or in Quebec or something like that. And uh, Jacques Rougeau freaking pinned Hogan in the center of the ring. And it's, I remember <laughs> thinking like, Jacques Rougeau beat Hogan? And then years <laughs> later, I, I read about it and it's like, yeah, because he, you know, he, he paid for the show and he paid Hogan 10 grand to lay down for him. And, uh, you know, it wasn't supposed to be taped, but it was, but it never made TV or air or anything like that. You know, it's right. just, it looks like a bootleg clip or whatever came out of it. Yeah, Jacques Rougeau. Clean pin on Hogan, one, two, three, and it was just like, that's random. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, was it one of those where he pinned everybody? <laughs> it was like a gauntlet match. Nope. And just, you know, Hogan and then Flair and then Sting and then Luger right. and then Nash. They all just kept coming down. And he kept <laughs> two move pin. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's, that's all the random stuff. <laughs> But yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I got nothing else. Perfect. Excellent. You got Ronnie's first half as well, so. Yes, sir. It's a good show this week. I think so. Perfect. Good idea, Aaron. Yeah, I mean, you know, why not? Try something different. Yeah, absolutely. Have a a little crazy fun. Well, next week. uh, Next week. Oh, did you listen to something to wrestle with this week? The bonus episode from Wednesday? No, not yet. It's just a Q&A. Yeah, I know. I wish I knew because I had a bunch of questions I wanted to send in for the yeah, next time they were doing it. Same here. And yeah, I totally it's really faced. good, though. It's really good, though. Ah, they're always good. One of the questions that they answered, though, was like one that I had, which is why doesn't why don't, why don't doesn't Vince and the WWE call it pro wrestling anymore? And it's because well, pro wrestling just sounds dirty and beneath as opposed to sports entertainment, which sounds, you know – Hmm. You know, upper echelon and everything else. So I'm like, but it's not. It's wrestling. It's it's pro wrestling. Yeah. But it's a good episode. You should listen to it. I yeah, I plan to tomorrow. Yeah. Cool. Yes, sir. So I guess if you're done, I'm done. And I'm done. Perfect. You're done. Yes. Um, I guess thank you all for listening to this episode where I asked everybody. Oh, well, not everybody. I guess it is everybody. 21 questions. And this is, you can find the show on Twitter at 21 questions podcast. No, 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 that's not it. Are you sure? It's something with numbers and then podcast. Um, it's, 
Isn't it holds pod? Oh yeah, twenty one holds. No, no, no. It's a bigger number. Two thousand and one holds. Is it a thousand and one holds pod? It might be. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I never remember. I'm, is it a? I'm pretty it sure a, it's like a hundred and one Dalmatians podcast. No, I don't think it has anything to do with dogs. This is all about wrestling. No, but wasn't there that match with the dogs and the? Oh LSL? my god, the kennel from hell match, <laughs> where the two dogs are having sex. <laughs> During- you mean the two dogs that were being held back by trainers. <laughs> Uh, no, you did know that, right? Like two yeah. dogs were having sex during that match. Yes. Okay, that's amazing, right? That's that's just phenomenal. Um, but no, the show is definitely it has something to do with being a podcast of a thousand holds, but it's it's not in that order because that would make backwards. too much sense. It's completely backwards, isn't it? Yeah. Podcast of a thousand holds, a thousand holds. It really is backwards. Yeah. Yeah, and, and abbreviated. You are correct, sir. Yeah. But I'm at Superstar Mel. That's I why am. I'm a superstar. Yeah, I am at Aaron S. Bell. Yeah. Ronnie is at Ronbar316. And he always says that the 316 has nothing to do with Austin 316, or that the fact that his son is named Austin has nothing to do with Steve Austin. But I think it does. He told me what it was what it was for one time. Yeah. It was and a birthday. I remember, he claims it was a birthday. I, I remember not really paying attention and then saying, yeah. yeah, it's for Steve Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's foolish. It's Steve Austin. That's <laughs> yeah. why. You're Ron Barr 316 for Steve Austin. You named your son Austin because of Austin. Yeah. You're a big Steve Austin, Mark. I had a cat named Nate. Did you? Yeah. He was the best cat in the world. He was named after Nature Boy Ric Flair. So. Was he the 16-time cat champion of the world? Uh, he was like the 1,000 time. He was undefeated. I never. He never lost a match against me. Oh, wow. Yeah, he beat me every time. <laughs> I, I did the J-O-B for my cat numerous times. <laughs> right now, I have a cat named Vivian Vachon, named after Vivian Vachon. I don't, I don't Female professional wrestler from uh, Canada. Yeah. She died in, in the early 90s. Your Drug driver crashed into her. The wrestler did. Oh. Her Luna Vachon was her aunt. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget, we got a Facebook presence for this show, Podcast for Thousand Olds. Go join the group. Yes. And uh, I guess we will talk to you next week. Or talk, Later. Talk at you next week. Later. I'm doing uh, gun fingers. You just can't see it. I see it in my mind. There you go. I can see your picture. That's really okay. Okay. That's an interview. I don't need you with a bad leg doing a bread. You're too damn selfish. And that's why you're sitting there with a bad leg. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg.